This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Michael Reed on LMFM. Hello, good morning and welcome to the Michael Reed Show. This is Ken Murray with you until 11am this morning. Plenty of discussion and debate on the issues of the moment. If you want to get in touch, you can telephone us on 1850-715-958 or you can use the WhatsApp text number of 086-1800-658 or if you want to email us, you can get in touch by writing to michael at lmfm.ie. Well, today is something of a milestone for people in the hospitality sector. After 16 months of lost business, pubs and restaurants open today, albeit with some restrictions. Some of the rules include uh, the fact that customers will be required to present photo ID plus their COVID vaccination certificates or proof that they have recovered from the virus uh, within the past six months. A maximum of six people aged over 12 and up to 13 younger children will be allowed per table with no time limit. No no live or loud music will be permitted and closing time will be a strict 11.30pm and as they say that's just for starters. Well to get if you like a local perspective on these uh, changes I'm joined on the line right now by Colette Nugent of the Market Bar in Drogheda. Colette is also chair of the Louth Vintners Association. Also on the line is Wayne Harding who owns the Village Inn in Slane. Uh, Colette I'll start with you. I know we've been uh, discussing uh, the I suppose the hazards of COVID over the last number of um, over the last number of months, certainly going back to March of last year. First of all, let me begin by asking you, Colette: uh, Are you and your members up to speed on the new rules? Morning, Ken. Morning, everybody. Uh, well, no, because um, I think uh, how would you be up to, to speed on, on rules that have come that, that are coming fast and furious? You know, at you being leaked all over the place. We only got uh, some of the regulations on uh, Friday night at 11 o'clock and some again on Saturday. I mean, the majority of places can't open if they haven't got the, the, the guidelines. There was guidelines leaked again in the papers last night at 11 or 12 o'clock. I mean, you know, how can... I mean, we're, we are up to speed. But the, the biggest thing, there's very little has changed, Ken, uh, other than the COVID certificate uh, and ID being asked upon now. But the rest has been implemented and been in place since the last time we opened in... September of last year, the social distancing, the track and tracing, all that those policies and protocols that has to be adhered to and are in place for most places. 
Well, on that very point, you were saying that the rules are sort of changing by the hour, if not by the day. Um, are your members across County Louth uh, accepting what is the current situation or is there a sense of anger and frustration? Huge anger, huge frustration yet again, and a big and even bigger split in the camp. You have publicans against publicans. You have I was talking to a, a publican yesterday, actually, and there's an actual argument in the family as to whether they're going to open or not because some don't want to open and some do. Some don't want to be having to police this vaccination certificate scenario, and some don't want to have the hassle. You see, the majority of people, not everybody is afforded the luxury that I have. All the customers in, in the market bar are regulars. I mean, at this stage, not, not only do I know them that well, I nearly have their bank account numbers and their PIN numbers at this stage, so I'm in a very luxurious position that I would know them. But bigger venues are venues that have passing trade can wouldn't have that luxury afforded to them. So any person that's coming to their door, all these protocols has to be put in place every time they come in. Whereas I would be doing that probably once a week with, with mine because I would have a recurrent uh, information that I would be recording all the time. So, you, you, you know, you still have to have the protocols. You still have to stick to the protocols. You, st- you know, it's all very well saying, oh, I'll just, you know, leave the book there and let them fill it. You can't. You have got to be in control of it and do it yourself. And, you know, if people know that they're coming into a safe, controlled environment, they're comfortable with that. Again, it's going back to my, the age group of my uh, clientele in the market bar are, you know, in the mid-60s and over. So they're, they're, they have a lot of people that's excited to come back out this week, but they haven't been in a pub environment since last March because they were afraid to. But now they're all doubly vaccinated and they're all happy enough to do that. So we have that controlled environment. I mean, it's a confirmed choice that you make to have a vaccine or not have a vaccine, to wear a mask or not wear a mask. It's the same thought process that I decide to go to Tesco to shop or go to the chemist or go to the hairdressers. That's an informed decision and a mitigated chance decision that I take to do to enter those places. So if you choose to come into an establishment, whether it be a bar or a restaurant, that's what you, you decide to do. It's an informed, educated guess on your behalf that that's what you're doing. But the majority of people that have fought for this through, you know, the, the VFI, the LBA, the IHF, the, the REI, all the, the restaurants, the hotels, all the publicans, the members have lobbied to get this across the board. And now it's there. There's no one opening. I don't understand it. Well, on that very point, let me turn to Wayne Harding. Wayne, you own the Village Inn in Slane, and you posted on Facebook at the weekend that you are not opening up. Uh, why so? Um, we're completely landlocked, and, and Colette would know that. Um, it's, it's, it, you see, we're playing catch-up now, and I'm annoyed this morning um, because at 10 past 12 last night, the guidelines changed. So I have to I have to catch up with them, but as it was, it was totally untenable. Um, you know you know my pub, um, Ken, and a, a lot of people around the, the, both counties, Loudoun Mead, would would know it. And um, it's I I described it to Michael like the the legislation that's around reopening is like policing a rock concert in Slane Village with no people in the pub. Um, you, people on the door, check them in. Um, people on uh, table service and people, uh, more people behind the bar. 
that's that's not that's not viable for 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 a business. That, that that's simply not viable. Are you saying, Wayne, that because of the size of your pub, uh, that the current restrictions they're actually more hassle than they're worth? Absolutely, and and like, and I've said this to to Michael before, and I've been on with Colette many times over the last eighteen months. The the um, you know a good experienced bar person would take care of of of, of our, our pub all the time on their own. Now you're increasing that staff to to ridiculous numbers, um, and and I don't know if the confidence is there for people to go in, back into the pub yet. So I'm go, I look at I I still have to get my head around the new guidelines that came out only over at midnight um, last night, which is absolutely crazy. And and see if I change that Facebook post, but at the moment I'm not. Well, Colette, if I can come back to you, um, under the new proposals, I think somebody has to stand at the door and check every individual uh, that arrives. Uh, and in some cases, this requires training to check COVID certs. Uh, has this become an inconvenience for you? Have your people and indeed the, the loud vintners across the county, have they had to get special training or where are we at with that? We all had our training that was done through uh, various um, online courses that was available to us through, uh, you know, Falsha Ireland or <clears throat> various other mediums. But, you know, I've been doing the doors. When I opened for two weeks in September, I'd done it. Uh, it's the same thing. You know, I'm the bulldog there at the door. It's, it's easy for me to do it because I can control it. There's only two doors in and out and there's a back gate. Well, the back gate wasn't into play last year. It was coming in one door and going out another. There was a, a one-way system in place. But it's easy for me. I'm, I have a beer garden. I have a very small beer garden, but albeit it's a beer garden. So I've been trading there for three weeks. So, you know, I've, I've had the, um, shall we say, I've had the, 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 the rehearsal for it. So, you know, a lot of people don't have that. If they have a bigger venue, Ken, it's going to be very hard for them to police it. However, most places had, had, had done that. You know, they were doing their track and trace at the door or, you know, with inside the, the door area anyway. You know, if you if you rack up to any uh, sort of bigger pub, uh, when times when they just opened up at the first time, Ken, it, it was mostly all bookings anyway. And if you come up and you hadn't got a booking, uh, you know, all the information was the faffing around of could they, uh, you know, accommodate you. So, yes, most of the members would have all that training and they would be au fait with it. It doesn't mean that they agree with it. It doesn't mean that they're happy with it by any stretch of the imagination. They're not happy with it at all. But, you know, we can bang the drum and uh, stamp our feet and pull our pigtails all we like. We are where we are now, and we have got to start somewhere. We really do. I mean, if we don't start here, what do we do? Do we stay closed till the year 2025, till, you know, COVID allegedly disappears? There's over 67% of people doubly vaccinated in this country. So, you know, it's only a matter of time. And trust me, you know, people will... There are a lot of publicans out there nervous and there are a lot of publicans that be afraid to uh, upset customers or have to take abuse because there's an awful, light, awful lot of online abuse going around on social media. To pubs. Even in Drogheda are getting it, not just, the, you know, uh, around the country. Sure. I mean, I was talking to a man in Dublin on yesterday afternoon and the abuse that he was getting from social media is... I mean, who gives the people the, the right to, to do that if you choose to open your premises? 
Well, we could we could discuss social media, you know, till 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 we die because it's a it's another entity all on its own. But Wayne, if I can come back to you, I mean, you're in Fianna Fáil. You're a former chair of Meath County Council. Uh, you'd have access uh, to uh, government TDs who are ministers. Um, are you satisfied that the government communications on this uh, are up to speed? Or uh, relative to your your answer earlier on, um, are you confused and do you feel that the government has handled all this badly? Um, I have to be honest as a, as, a, as a publican of 40 years and um, well, not 40 years, but nearly 40 years and, and, and you would know that, Ken. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with the communication because temp, I, was, I was getting ready for your show this morning and realised that, that the communications had changed overnight um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with that. And I have already contacted um, a number of TDs in relation to what's happening because I've, as you said, posted on social media that I'm not opening. And now I'm looking at the communication that has come out from government and realising that it's changed overnight. Um, yes, no, that's, 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 that's not good enough. And, and I'm disappointed this morning, I have to be honest, um, Ken. And, you were, and you're entitled to ask that question. Sure. Um, Colette, let me come back to you. Um, in terms of government financial supports for the hospitality sector since March of last year, um, are you satisfied that the government have, if you like, issued enough money to keep pubs and uh, hospitality outlet owners, if you like, ticking along? Uh, now, here's the red flag that will cause, that'll that'll really... For people that's not in the trade, they're sitting, they're sitting at home now, listen to this saying, here they go, money grabbing again. The answer, the short, very clear answer to that is no. They were too late to the game. There are pubs that are gone now. Handed back the keys, get back the leases, whatever it may be, gone, because the support wasn't there. Be very clear, the support did not come into play until late last year. And by which times it was too little, too late. So the supports that they're giving at the moment, don't forget now, all support stop. From today, the only support that's in place now is a reduction in the uh, VAT and the PRSI, and we have the wage subsidy support scheme. Now, the wage subsidy support scheme was going to be in for all businesses, not just the hospitality sector, until September. They've now extended that, I think, until December. But let's be realistic: if any publican or any business, whether you're a coffee shop or what you are, or a dress shop, be opening now after pan- uh, you know during this pandemic. If you don't have support continuing going through until next year and probably for mid to late next 2022, there's going to be a whole lot less of, of economy and small businesses in this country alone. Because if you think about as soon as they have a sniff, that the government have lifted the restrictions. You wouldn't believe the emails I've had in from insurers, from, uh, from your Sky people, from all these people that are part of, you know, your, your, the, the I can't even think of the IMRO, all these things that are part of our business, your bins, all that. The hidden costs, as I say, yeah. To be paid because we are allegedly back open. But we're back open. Like, I mean, people say about social distancing, there's no problem social distancing in the market bar. I don't have that capacity of people. I've never had those crowds. So it's not an issue for me. So, you know, it's, each person, it's different for each venue. But the weather's about to change, Ken. So, you know... Are they all going to stay out in the beer gardens, the bigger venues? No, they're going to have to 
try and think about this again and restructure the thought process and, and taking on what has to be done. In other words, they're going to all have to go to the front doors and set up what they have to do. Both places are doing that anyway, you know, have been taking bookings and be, have the staff there to do that or train the staff to do it. But uh, just let me ask you this question. We're going to have to start somewhere, Ken. So sure. We can't just sit back on our laurels and say, you know, the support that the government gave us were a help. But there were, for a lot of people, they were all too little, too late. And depending on your financial circumstances, they're not enough. So if you've mortgages or big leases sure. to pay... Just, just let me put another question to Wayne before I wrap it up. Um, Wayne, I mean, are you hearing stories either in Slane or elsewhere in Meath of publicans, for example, who've taken out mortgages, they're under pressure from the banks, and uh, even though there's, uh, if you like, a relaxation of the rules today that basically some publicans will never reopen again. Are you hearing anything like that? I'd be slightly... I, I, um, a little bit different to, to Clash in relation to the to the to the government uh, aids. Um, when when everything crashed in two thousand and eight two thousand and nine, um, the government let people go to the wall, and, and and that happened. That hasn't happened this time. I I I, I would be very I would be very happy with the, with the government aids, and um, and there was another thing that Yvette or. Um, Colette didn't mention the weights waiver um, from from the county councils, the local authorities. The rates are 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 still gone, but the banks can are behaving exactly the same way, and they are going to move. Um, this this thing will this thing will go away as 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 Colette said, um, but the banks will move on people who are vulnerable, who have taken out loans, and I would know of, of many of them. Like, people who were, you know, had 40, 50 staff um, 18 months ago, over maybe a couple of premises. Uh, very, very successful publicans, much bigger than the pub that you know um, in Slane. And um, I think I think there'll be, there'll be really serious moves, and it'll just... Somebody gets gets wiped out and it'll be given to somebody else. Okay, so we're looking at a number of public... The problem there, Wayne, is this. If there's not enough support put in place now from central and and, uh, regional, you know, central government and and local government going forward for us all for next year, there's going to be even more that's going to be casualties of that. Yeah, I agree. Okay, just one final question. Just one final question, Colette, then. Uh, In your role as chair of the Loud Vintners, I presume all the Vintners around the country will be lobbying the government in advance of the budget in October for special packages to get you people back up and running uh, so that you can all stay in business. Will that be the case? Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. And that's not mealy-mouthing or to be, you know, with the begging bowl. Let's be clear as licensed premises, we're the most vilified and regula- regulated uh, industry in this country. We, we're only getting a fraction back, Ken, what we've put in. It, alone, it, in the billions that we paid in, in our excise duty and our wages and everything else to the government. So, you know, while we are thankful, don't get me wrong, I'm not mealy, but I, I'm very thankful of the support that they gave them. What I'm trying to express is not everybody's as comfortable off sitting where I'm sitting. Sure. There are people out there that didn't get that chance. It was all too little, too late for okay. them to help. Okay, we're going to have to leave it there. No doubt this is something we'll be returning to in the days and weeks ahead. That's uh, Colette Nugent there of the Market Bar in Drogheda. Colette is chair of the Loud Vintners Association and Wayne Harding, who owns the Village Inn in Slane. Okay, more to come. We'll take a break. Michael, Michael Reed on, on LMFM. LMFM. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.